I don't think I'll ever get old of interviewing my Breakfast with Champions family, but today is a brother by the name of David Hill who is on his way. He's on a path and a path to mastery, and I am in awe of it because it's incredible to see how God has used his past trials and pains and traumas and put them into purpose, even still being activated many years later. And so I hope that as he shares for some of the first time in some of these different vulnerable places, that you understand that everyone has a backstory. Everyone has a comeback story and everyone is still becoming, still on the path to mastery. And so David was so vulnerable in all of his expertise and his wisdom. He is a self-help development guru with all of the work he's put in from a personal level and a personal journey in mindset and how he activates it on a consistent basis, both in the entrepreneurial realm and his incredible industry knowledge in sales. So take notes because this one's a good one. It goes to the personal and the professional all in one round, and it's going to get you ignited to say yes to what God has in store for you. And so if you have yet to tune in to anything David Hill has done, first go and check out The Path to Mastery, which is his podcast. I was on it recently, and I know you'll love the episode. It was one of great depth, no different than this one. Be sure to subscribe, review, share, do all the things, hashtag all the things. I highly appreciate you, and I cannot wait to hear your feedback on this show. David, thanks for being an incredible guest and a friend. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. FIT is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have David Hill here today. Thanks for being here, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool intro. That was good. Did you <laughs> like yourself? That. You yeah, look so awesome. handsome. <laughs> well, there were so many others too, though. I saw Brian. I saw Evan. I, I've yeah. had those guys on my podcast too. It's really I know. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I've, I've looked through your list too, and I was um, getting everything prepped for today. And I was like, oh, wow. I do, however, uh, want to interview Mel Robbins. I haven't had her on yet, which would be amazing. She's hard. I'm working on her for a second time. I'm, I think I got it. But uh, in the in the, hopefully in the next, she just had a new book come out. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. and she's, so she's open been, to that now. Yeah, she's been throwing a lot on social media. That's just so mm. powerful. Yeah. But um, you are no different, and so I'm excited to have you on here today, you, you guys. Appreciate I was it. on David Hill's um, the Path to Mastery uh, a little while ago, and so you have to tune into that show too. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes because it was a really great episode. That was awesome. Um, I listened to it myself last week uh, at the gym. It was amazing. It. 
Thank yeah, you. it's so so much depth. And I think that that's one of the things that's really cool about our relationship is I dove real deep, real quick with David at uh, the Breakfast of Champions Consortium in New York City that you guys have heard about multiple times before. Um, and I just was making new friends. And I went into that experience with the two things. One, to go deep with people so that it wasn't just a subsurface conversation because I don't really feel like I have time in my mm. or space in my life to do that anymore. And two, with a spirit of discernment. And that was like my ultimate prayer going into that experience and, and many, but this one specifically, those were my two. And I just had this knowing that like you were one of those discerned people that were going to meet me in this conversation. And I was grateful to spend dinner with you. So thank you for allowing me to poke and prod a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. It, this morning, every morning, I have a a, a, a a process that I do is I use a um, Brendan Bouchard's uh, journal. The you know I don't know if you're familiar with it. I love planner. him, but I don't know his journal. No, it's a planner, and uh, it's it's very intentional. It takes about forty minutes, honestly. Wow. You have to a- answer all the questions, and one of the que- one of the questions is you know what are you what are you excited about today and um, I wrote down this interview. So uh, that was, uh, that was, you know, so that's cool. I love that Thank, so much. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. So you have a, an incredible backstory and everybody I think does in some way shape, or form, but the way that you show up is based on your backstory. And I think some people formulate a new story for themselves and they don't put that past as a part of it. And so I'm excited that not only from your sales career, but also from the way you're showing up from a coaching and mentoring perspective, even your podcast on a consistent basis, that you really have a servant's heart. And so I'd love for you to share a bit about what that backstory is. You can jump into childhood if you want. You can jump in where you felt called. Um, but let's let's unpack a bit for the listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how far. <laughs> He's like, oh, where you were born. <laughs> yesterday's podcast guest. Yes, he was like, I was, I was born, born in Boston <laughs> on May 5th, 19th. So, I, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, listen. My my it starts out. My, my childhood was was a mess. I mean, I'll go, I'll go there. I mean, it was my father was uh, was an alcoholic. He was, uh, you know, a, I, I'm assuming, drug addict. That I, and he was he was abusive. He was he was angry. He was you know, and he was uh, very abusive to my mother and myself. And you know, so I dealt with that as a kid and ended up, you know, um, just going through a lot. We lived in a car for for a while. We we ended up living in one of those those step vans for for a while uh, which was a nice upgrade from the car to be honest with you <laughs> hey good uh, power perspective yeah. it was like one of those vans they deliver newspapers in like yes. we had one of those and that was like a big deal it's like a like a motorhome or something that's yeah. funny it's, it's easy to laugh at it now yeah but, right I'm like, but, you know oh. when you're a kid you don't even realize yeah. it i mean the yeah. reality is it was just normal you know what i mean um and we made my family made money selling you know we sold artwork on the corners between new york and boston so my parents would you know we drive back and forth and, and sell this artwork that we uh we created and wow you know, actually it's cool. interesting because i haven't yeah that's used to really create neat. these uh these um you take like a piece of wood and you you'd stain it and then you'd put like a print on it and then you'd put yeah. like all this shellac type glue stuff on it and it would harden up and it'd make like a seal cool. over the wood and then you know we'd sell those things and you know i don't know how much we sold them for i don't remember yeah but that's really that's how we made though. money and then we shrank wrap other stuff and anyway you know long story short, it, the beginning yeah i ended up you know I, I i my father just did a lot and those were probably some of the good times and there was a lot of bad times i ended up 
in foster care and just got in a lot of trouble as a kid. You know, I didn't have uh, any any um, discipline or guidance or so I, I hung out with other kids that were, you know, in the neighborhoods I lived in and we did, you know, stupid shit. Sorry. No, I get it. I ended up getting myself in trouble. And yeah. Frank, you know, honestly, I got locked up at yeah. 19 and, and, um, you know, I, I, lucky I didn't do more. I did 11 months and got out, um, still continued to get in trouble. I was about to get locked up again at, at like 28 for a long, long time. But um, I was blessed that uh, I, I was able to, as an alternative to being locked up, I just had to, you know, stay out of trouble for three and a half years, go to a six-month rehab rehabilitation center, which was a, a you know, it's it's a correctional rehabilitation yeah. center. So, yeah. um, and if I and and I did that, and you know, I, I got lucky. I, I wow. went in there, and one of the corrections officers was a really good guy, kind of befriended me, took me to some outside meetings downtown Springfield. And then this little black lady, I mean, this is this little black lady that I wouldn't even remember if I saw her, you know, came up to me at a, at a meeting and she, she grabbed me by my arm and she said to me, do you want to, do you want to get sober? And I said, yeah, I said, and, and she's like, then you, you need to get on your knees and you need to humble yourself. And I didn't even know what humbling myself meant. Yeah, and, sure. And, and she was like, like, she was the only, like I, I weigh 170 now I'm fit. At that, I was 195 pounds, all muscle, just a, a, a lunatic at, at yeah, that age. Wow. She's the only person in the world that could have grabbed my arm and delivered that message to me without me doing something. Hitting, right. Exactly. Yeah, just who knows? I, I mean, that that's all I knew. My father wow. taught me to fight. My father taught me kickboxing. If Think about it. You're, you're a kid with no social skills, uh, no real confidence, uh, you're, you, you know, just I was taught if you cry when you're being beaten, you're beaten harder. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you're, you're, you're a master at kickboxing. So you can imagine how that, you know, how, how, how that served me when I'm now going into the real world and inter- yeah. engaging with other kids. And so I just, I was a, you know, I was a nut and I got in a lot of trouble. And the only thing I was good at was fighting. So yeah. um, that was the only thing I was good at. And I'm lucky for that because years later I realized that that's where I got confidence. If it wasn't for that, I, I probably would have had no confidence, but, yeah. but anyway, um, I forget where I even was. Well, she, this, this little old lady had you oh, get yes, on your knees you. to yeah, humble I yourself. Got, yeah. I went way off. No, track. no, I'm here. Sorry. I got you. I think it's amazing. And it's true. Um, yes. So she convinced me, she, she grabbed my arm, she held my arm and she said, you need to get on your knees and you need to humble yourself. I didn't know what humble myself meant. She said, that is what you're saying is you are below. Like she must've knew. She said, by humbling yourself, you're saying you're below God or power grade in yourself. And I said, okay. Went back that night to Howard Street, which is now the casino, by the way, in Springfield. It's gone. Of course it's, it is. it's the casino. But um it's uh and I, I made sure no one was around in the in, in the place I was and I put my knee on the floor and and that's where it all started. Like wow. November seventh, ironically, during uh, ah, the, the how event. Good. That's amazing. It's my 19-year anniversary of sobriety. And wow, so, that gives me crazy. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty wild how much my life has changed in in 19 years. And wow, I'm married now. I have uh, three amazing daughters. Um, I have uh, you know we live in a pretty nice house, not a car. I mean, it's, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. It's, it's, a, it's a miracle. Well, it's you know? so interesting. <laughs> I mean, to have that, and we'll call it a rap sheet. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and then for me, you know, uh, almost 19 years, 19 years to the date later to have a discernment of your calmness, 
rather than your fight. Like I didn't sense that from you at all. I still don't to this day. And yeah, so I mean, I feel it's like still inside. A, of course, you know, of course. But, um, it's uh, it. I use it as uh, you know intention and mm. and you know urgency and it, you know and yeah. But it's come. I've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's and of course God gave you girls. He's yeah, like, and I was blessed. <laughs> you know, I've got amazing daughters, and I have I have an older daughter that you know she doesn't. She wasn't around when I was you know really in trouble, but she's you know she knows part of my you know, the end of my drinking because she's 28 years old. So yeah. I wasn't the best dad yeah. with her because, you know, she, her mom would drop her off and all I could do was sleep on the couch because yeah. of the night before, you know? So, um, you know, unfortunately she, she still knows some of that, but you know, my daughters, Samara and Penelope, you know, they, all they know of me is a phenomenal, uh, amazing dad. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm blessed. I blessed. love that. I love that there's yeah. a redemption to, to the story in mm -hmm. such a magnificent way. And yeah. I think even as you're talking through like the name of your show and like the path to mastery, I think a lot of times people think that mastery is um, the black belt. We're going to relate to uh, fighting here is the knowing that they've made it to this milestone. But in fact, there is more. And and there is no I don't think when um, what is Karate Kids? What's his name? I mean, Jackie Chan, but. What's, oh, you're talking master. Ralph Macchio? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I, used to, I used to say I looked like that guy. Ah, I, I can it's see weird. that. I can see that. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so it's the know knowing that, like, there was never a finite piece. And this is a huge part of, like, what I love so much about talking about people's journeys is I'm, I've never had somebody on the show that I'm like, you've made it. Because I just don't believe that that's the yeah. truth of human nature. Otherwise, we would be facing our deathbed. Um, so I want to hear about like this path to mastery, where that language came from, and even from an entrepreneurial perspective, what that looks like. Well, where it came from is, you know, I, I was in when I was in the real estate space, I was fortunate to, uh, you know, use all my energy to work 80 hours a week and, and become the number one realtor in my town and, you know, build a team. And, you know, so I, I was able to get into Gary Keller's mastermind. And so I ended up spending a lot of time with Gary Keller for people that don't know. He's the founder of Keller Williams Realty, which probably still is the largest real estate huge. company in the world. Yeah, I'm, huge. I'm no longer there for other reasons, not, not because of obviously Gary, but, yeah. um, but anyway, and he, he always talked about, you know, mastery as being, uh, a, 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 not like a place you reach, but a place that you're always, it's like a destination, right? Like you, but you don't get there. Like, mm. it's just, yeah, I love that. There's always another level. And I, I always loved it too. And I, and I just thought like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm on the path to, to that, to mastery. And that, that's how I came up with my podcast. So everybody I talked to, you know, like you said, I've, I've had Gary V on, I've had Mel Robbins, I've had Brian Tracy, I had James Altucher, couple of weeks ago, which was phenomenal. Oh, awesome. Um, and every one of them just says the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I still, I still want to know more. I don't know everything. I, I need to grow. I need to do more. I need to help more people. I need, you know, it's, so it's like, what's next. Right. Is, uh, there should be a podcast called what's next. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and I, and I love yeah. asking people that question because mm. a lot of times they've come to this place and They've either they're on because they have a new book or they're on because they have a podcast connection or they've they're launching something new or any of those reasons. And I'm always like, cool. So you check that box. I yeah. know as a creator, I know as an entrepreneur, I know as just a human 
being that there is always that next door, that there's always that next vision. And I think oftentimes people negate the fact that we are all visionaries, even though that's a specific gift or talent that biblically says is gifted to certain people from an apostolic perspective. We all have vision because we all have figurative eyes based on our understanding of who God is and what he wants out of the purpose of our life. So when you think through everything that you've curated thus far, what what would be like what's ahead of you? Yeah, uh, just big, big things, uh, Tamara. I, you know, I feel like I'm just now starting to to get to a place where my mindset's even open enough and, and, and I, I love, I heard Oprah, uh, you know, I think it was Evan, Evan Carmichael shared an Oprah clip and I'd never heard this before, but she talked about even having the littlest bit of doubt, like the, just the little tiniest bit of doubt is going to prevent you. And you know what? I feel like I, although I got far, I always still had that, that underlying, and it's still there. I'm not going to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I get you. Know, you. But, I feel, but it. it's not. It's not like it was, and it's getting better and better. And I feel like I. I feel like there's more. Um, I believe there's more. I believe I can do more, and and I believe I deserve more. And I think that you know, by hanging out with Tim Story a bit, I've been fortunate to have a relationship with Tim, and we talk once a month. And you know, he's helped me see some miracles in my life, and and look 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 back at things that I didn't realize were miracles that that are miracles and wow. you know and and he what i what occurred to me recently was you know i i i look at my life right now and you know we've you know we got the house with the three car garage you know all the stuff that i thought was such a big deal um but i'm living at i'm i'm living at like what i felt was living in abundance is actually still living in scarcity because of my mindset. And I wow. think there's really a next that, and that that's so I, I think my potential is so much greater yeah. and that's why I, I'm always working on, on fixing my mindset and mm, just getting so good. better and more clear. And I think as you're talking about the doubt piece, it's like the past version of yourself that every time I'm visual, I'm such a visual learner. And as you're talking, I'm imagining when we are on a path and we're walking down this like mastery is the goal, right? Or um, wisdom, which I'm seeing in the, and the words behind you on the wall is the goal. We are actually stepping out of self. We're stepping mm. out of that past version of self, that doubt in order to step into the newness of what's ahead. And it's almost like you've left this trail of past Davids. And so when you turn around, you're like, wow, look at all of the people that I have been and look at all of the people I will be. And every single time you're stepping into that new shape, it's like shape shifting, right? Yourself based on the path of mastery, based on your mindset, growth and evolution and expansion, and ultimately wisdom after wisdom after wisdom of being cultivated. And I think a lot of times people think that like, I don't believe wisdom has an age because a lot of times I'll have conversations with my child and I'm like, whoa, that was a golden nugget. I never thought of it like that. And so recognizing that it's not an evolution of age, but an evolution of self um, that allows us to do that. And then at some point, there's the doubt that creeps in from the exterior world. And so releasing that step-by-step is also super critical because I think we can create bigger dreams. We can realize that there's more potential, but sometimes Mm. the more potential is paralleled by the enemy with more doubt. Yeah. How do you face that? How how have you been able to get past and let go? 
yeah, I think we just realized that it, it it's just there. It's sometimes you just like, okay, well, hey, it showed up, but keep moving. And that's, it is what it is, right? It's, I think one of the struggles with was a lot of us get hung up on it, you know, and that's why we don't take, take action. I mean, I teach people how to be effective with, with, um, you know, lead generation, outbound lead generation, which can be uncomfortable for certain people, uh, for most people, you know, calling people you don't know, or, or even walking up to people you don't know, or even, some people, you know, sending messages to people they don't know, like DMs and stuff. People take that like really, for me, that's like, it. yeah, it, 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 I've been doing it for so long, but, yeah. but the point of it is, um, you know, just how do you, how do you, um, the, it, it's, you just got to be okay with it. And, and the, the cool thing about it, Tamara, is the more you do it, it becomes easier and easier and more natural, but most people just get hung up on, on the fear and the, and yeah. the uh, potential rejection and, and they and they don't take action, and I think the 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 my my belief is the 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 key to all of this is just ask action. I mean, taking take some action. I think that's why I love Mel Robbins' book, The Five Second Rule. It's one of the best totally, reads anybody totally. can read because it's just five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, go do it. You know what I yeah. mean? And, yeah. Well, you know, doubt. Then, as you're yeah. saying, it's like doubt is a distraction from the potential evolution. Yeah, and it is. so you're like looking away. So if we go back to that visualization, now I want to like draw this. If you go back to like what could be that next version of self, doubt is actually not having you look backwards and it's not having you look forward. You're looking left or right and you're not actually doing anything. You're staying in what Tim Story would say that mundane or madness mm, because yeah. you're just you're you're using insanity as an example of oh, I'll say comfortable here. And insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. But you're just literally walking in circles, avoiding the evolution of self. And, and it's hard to shake someone out of that. So especially around sales, because sales is usually from a, a fear mentality or again, that doubt mentality of what they've been trained up to experience Nobody likes to door knock, but that's how my husband's very successful company started door knocking. Right. And a lot of people have that story. You were essentially door knocking with your parents when you were selling that art on the side of the road, whether or not it was a figurative door or the person passing by. Hey, what do you think about this? And I have the the pleasure of going down to Mexico frequently because my family lives there. We bring our kids there several times a year. And the kids like they're literally three and four and they're coming up to sell me chiquiles and church. Choros and they're coming and they're washing my windows yeah. when we're stopped at a traffic light. And I'm like, I don't have any change. I don't have any pesos. Right. And I'm just like smiling, like, thank you. Gracias. Right. It's the recognition that there is going to be 20 years from now, a scarcity mindset to them, or they're going to have that other path to mastery experience where they realize this is my greatest advantage. This is my greatest tool. And I think for you, it served as your greatest tool to be a sales it's sales expert. Yeah, it's something that occurred to me. A friend of mine hosts a podcast called The Seven Two Mindset, and he had me on the show. And I hadn't really. He was asking all these. It, it occurred to me that my first phone call was when I was climbing out the window to run down the street and call the police on my dad, and uh, and climb back in the house before the cops got there. So, but wow. ironically, you know that my career started in a Kirby 
call center at like 16 and a half making calls and setting appointments for Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. And then there's a lot in between, you know, 35 years in between. And then I, where I left Keller was, I was a consultant for Gary Keller calling independent brokerages and, and, and talking, you know, getting them to meet with Keller about, you know, uh, our partner merging their brokerage into the Keller Williams system. So that, so that took me from, calling the cops on my dad to building multiple businesses to building the top real a top real estate team to doing that and now teaching people but ironically it all started calling the cops on my dad and it never it never clicked before that wow. like the phone has always been an integral part of my mm. my my life and what I've done to uh to to be success and back then success was stopping my dad from beating up my mother anymore yeah how interesting quick commercial break. I know I hate these things too, but it's so critical that you grow your business for God's sake. And I mean that pun intended with all the love in my heart to get you from a place of ideation to activation. Stop dreaming, start doing, stand up, start saying yes to the call that God has on your life. We are going to be joining in Lexington, Kentucky with none other than the beautiful Rise and Grind community with Glenn Lundy, who will be co-hosting this incredible conference. This is the second annual, and he has taken me under his wing to be able to share this stage to motivate and inspire, and I cannot wait to see you there. November 5th through the 7th, if you want to come in for the VIP experience, which who doesn't want to come along for VIP? That's all access passes to the speakers and the artists and you'll be able to dine with us in the private rooms with your own special bathrooms. So of course, come one day, two day, three day passes available as well. And we cannot wait, as Glenn and I say, to hug your neck. See you there. And I know like when we had that uh, intimate conversation in the midst of a party, by the way, you guys, it wasn't like we were dining at dinner, just us. There was a lot of people around us, loud yeah. music. And <laughs> I, I wanted to know like what he was passionate about right now and also how, what he was doing with that passion. Cause I think a lot of people have this, this dormant passion inside of them and they don't do anything because there's not that expression of like play in life anymore. And like you get to create that version of yourself tomorrow. And, and it's not anything that is what the world says that it has to be. It's probably very different than what the world or the person who puts you in a box of this is my expectation of you is. Mm. And so talk to us about how you're also leaning into like the component of mentorship and helping other people who have been where you've been. Yeah, well, first off, I've I've never really talked about you know my hist my past before in public until the last probably six months or so, wow. maybe shorter. Wow, so, wow, you've done um, such a beautiful job. Of I mean, like- I've ta- you know I've, I went I used to go into schools locally yeah. uh, because I was a business owner. I talked to the kids in the schools and stuff, and um, but no, not not in a public forum. So yeah. I was always like worried. Well, are people going to judge me? Are people going to say this or that? And then I just realized, you know what, I don't you know, if, if people want to judge, judge me for however you want, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter really in the end, because, um, you know, it, it's, I, I am, you know, I, I am where I come from and that's what makes me who I am, you know? So now I can go and I can help people that are in the same situation and I can relate. Um, and you know, you, it's interesting because our first conversation, you know, you had, I told you I was, I was working on getting, into uh, i reached out to someone and and um, the paperwork by the way is it's approved 
the the paperwork's Yay. in my email right now. I just have to sign it, get it back to them, and we're going to start bringing Zoom uh, goal uh, meetings into the inmates in South Carolina. Congratulations. Uh, you know, in the prison go. system. And so just, just things like that that I'm doing. Um, and, and, you know, I'm working with Tim on some other stuff, and you're, and you're starting to see a little bit more videos about me and some of the stuff that I went through because there's a lot of people that went through similar things that I, I can help now. And I feel that's where, that's where I am in life right now. Tamara, I'm here to, there's a reason I'm, a, I'm around and most of the people I grew up with are, are either not or they're in jail or they're just didn't do very well for themselves, unfortunately. So I, I feel like I'm here to, this is the part of my life where I'm, I'm here to, I think if there's a book called Halftime, are you familiar with that book? I'm not. Yeah, it's a Bob Buford. You, okay. may, you may be familiar with Bob Buford. He was a, okay. a huge pastor, but he wrote a, book called halftime and the premise of the book is is the first the first half of your life is about um you and then the second half of your life is about others and so i feel like the second i'm in like the second half of my life now and it's it's about others and giving back so wow that's that's where i am right now in life i love that and so i wasn't much. a giver trust me i wasn't brought yeah. up to give i was brought up to steal i was sure. brought up to cheat i was brought up to to get shit done and you know my my dad you know thinking about this the other day um my father would pack me with meat. We'd go in a supermarket and they'd pack me up with meat and bring, you know, so that's what I was taught at a young age. And then when I got caught shoplifting, I got the crap beat out of me by him. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow. Okay, yeah. Right? Like where do you stay? And yeah. What's yeah. Yeah. So anyway, on, I'm, I'm right and wrong. Way off on, no, I don't feel like you are at all. I think this is like the understanding that as you go to serve and mentor other people, they have these similar life scenarios and they need the understanding of mentorship to say, I do have this three car garage. I do have these things that don't even really matter to you other than the fact that it's a proof of the fruit that has been in your life based on obedience, based on shifting your life, shifting your mindset towards what could be rather than what is based in your past. And that's that stagnancy that probably a lot of them, especially if they're in jail, are experiencing where they're like, they need that humility moment. They need that humbling moment. And yeah. especially for men, I'm sure it's really hard to get on two knees. I would say that from a woman's perspective, it was hard to understand humility. It was hard to understand surrender because I too was taught like, you know, confidence and you're taught achievement and, and I can't show the world that I am this lesser version of self. And mm. as I go to release my book next week, it is a scariest thing. I, I talk about my past in contrary often, and I have for the last few years, but it's never been kitted in like a one space that someone could go front to back and experience the whole entity. So I'm good at sharing nuggets, but the whole story, it's like a movie of your life. You're like, wait, that's super vulnerable. And I do have those swirling thoughts of what are they going to think? But I think yeah. as you were saying that the one thought that I came to is usually their judgment is that pointed finger experience where they have the three fingers pointing back at them and they've yet to deal with something. And so they're trying to deflect or gaslight your imperfections based mm. on something that's an impurity in their soul. Yeah. And, and what I've learned, I mean, I'm, I'm 51. I, I've been around for a little bit. You know, I, I, no matter what I do, I can't please everybody. No matter what I do, not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to write. And I'm okay with it. I mean, that's, that's, that's reality. I took a lot of, you know, that's not an easy thing to, to grasp for people, but 
because I, I, I want to be a people pleaser. I want everybody to like me. Uh, you know what I mean? I want to be the popular guy. Um, and, you know, a lot of people do. I, but then, you know, so I, I, I'm okay with that, you know, and, and that's why I think it's easier now to just be myself because those people aren't going to like me regardless. Of, yeah, no, they're totally I, not. You're right. About my story. They may not like the way I sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, Yo, for you sound like you're from Boston, the, <laughs> the hood or something. Well, that's where I grew up. So exactly. yeah, that might be where I, why I sound like that. But, I um, it. but you know what? I care and I'm going to help you out. I'm going to do anything for you if, if I can. So I love you know, that so much. Um, so yeah. before I know we're rounding out the time together yeah. and I've loved it so much. I want to touch based on this idea. And I said this the other day in clubhouse actually, and I caught myself, you know, when you caught your catch yourself saying something, you're like, Ooh, that was good. And I'm like in clubhouse in the rhythm. And so I didn't have a chance to write it down, but I did end up going back to, and it's this idea of like servant selling and understanding that if we could remove the idea that selling is scary or that it is door knocking and we looked yeah. at it at a place of servanthood, we would do it more often because it's noble to serve. And we're, we're instead thinking that we're trying to exchange some sort of cash value thing. And it's not about the money. It's about the service. Can you help us break through some limiting beliefs on selling? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you can, when we can, when you can figure out how to make it about the other person and, and not about you, then that that's when it will all start to change. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, there's, there's five, it's in my book, there's, there's five types of car reluctance and every one of them has to deal with mindset. You know, it's fear of rejection. It's uh, over analysis. It's, uh, you know, um, uh, gosh, I can't even think of what my own book. It's, it's I forget how I, I phrase it, but essentially what it is 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 um oh god I, I need to go <laughs> I <laughs> love it it's okay now. I know Fair you're reading and getting the information and, all the time how can I not remember my own thing it's kind <laughs> it's of okay. funny. Does that ever happen? That's going to happen it to you, does. by the way. You a thousand percent. Now, I actually was just it, doing but, the audible version of it last oh, week. I, and when I was doing it, I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot about this whole per person yeah. in my book that I talk about. So 100 percent. Now I, I have to grab it. Hold on one second. <laughs> it's so good. I think it's so important for us to have those reflection moments on what we've created. Let me, I just, all right, here it is. Here it is. Sorry to disrupt your uh, show there, but let's, uh, no, this is important. This is good. All right. Okay, cool. So here's the book sales playbook, right? There's the book. This is my copy with all the tabs and everything. And there's, so there's five, let me see, where is that? There are five types of car reluctance here, which are, let me even figure if I can figure out what chapter they're in now. <laughs> You like front, back, middle. It's killing me here. All right. No, I love it. We have got grace. Killing myself. Um, yes, 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 yes. All right. How can I not find this? This is so weird. I've got too many, uh, too many tabs, tabs and this <laughs> and that. But the first one, I mean, to your question, as I'm looking. The reality is most people, the, the biggest one is, um, is fear of rejection by yeah. far. People don't want to be rejected. They don't want to look, look bad. You know, they want to look good. They, they want to be right. And when you're calling people or you're doing sales, there's, there's, you're putting, there's a big risk of rejection, right? Um, but the reality is it's only rejection if it's, if it's personal. And, and we have to figure out how to take it, the personalness out of it because it's not. 
in most cases, it's not personal. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a business transaction. So when you can make it about the other person and you're coming from, as you said, a, a place of service or servant, that's how you can win in sales. So you, we have to learn how to make it about the other person. And, and it's, so here it is. So fear of rejection, number one, lack of role acceptance. So lack of role acceptance is I'm selling, but in, in the back of my mind, I feel like that's really below me. Like maybe I've got a, a degree or something, or maybe mm. when I was a kid, my parents said things like, man, those damn telemarketers never keep stop calling or things like that. They're that still in my head. So totally. although I'm doing it, there's that little bit of mindset that's like, well, you know, I'm kind of above this, you know, or it's yeah. below me. Uh, not knowing what to say is another big one, an easy one to fix. Overanalysis is just, you know, we, we just play games with ourselves. We do everything to get ready, to get ready, to get ready to sell. And we don't end up selling because we're just playing games. And in fear of success is the, uh, is the last one. But th- they can all, uh, Tamara, be overcome just by making it about the other person and really figuring out how to come from contribution. Like, listen, it's about you, not me. So if it's about you and you want my help, fantastic. I'm here to help you. If you don't want my help, that's okay. I don't want to hurt you. I'm just going to go find someone else that wants my help. And if you can figure out how to make it like that, anybody can be successful at sales. But when we make it about ourselves, then we're going to really, we're always going to struggle because it's about how you rejected me. You turned me down. You did this to me. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about helping you, helping the next person. If what I have, and I believe in what I have, which is key, if I believe in my product, I believe in myself and I'm confident and my messaging is, is clear and concise, then, and, and I know it's about you, I, I can't lose as a salesperson. It's really good. I love the contribution piece and also the, the fifth one, which is the fear of success. Yeah. That's something new that's kind of come into my repertoire of understanding in the last couple of months. Um, but I know that that's actually one of the most um attuned to ones, especially as entrepreneurs, like we hit our own glass ceiling and then we get stuck there and we really, really want to break it. But then there's that thought pattern of, but what if I do? And what if I, what's the more responsibility? What's the new level of access? What's the new level or like all these things. So I think that there's a lot of (laughs) mindset. Yeah. It's it's more hard work. You're like, I hit the place I wanted to hit. And now what's next? When we talked about that question earlier, what's next? It's, it's uh, more hard work, more, more waking up at 5am, 4am, 3am if you're Glenn Lundy and getting it done. Well, the good entrepreneurs figure out how to do it better. And then they, they, you know, they figure out ways to be more efficient and get better results and get better at their craft. And and then it gets easier. But what most do is they do it once and they're like, wow, that was so hard. I'm not going to do that again. And then they stop and it's too bad because I, it's so common in sales. And I see people have a great year and then quit and do something else. It's hard. A couple months. It's the consistency piece. And, you know, we heard this morning about like consistency in podcasting. Everyone wants a podcast, but only going to seven or nine shows and then they're out. Same thing with the sales piece. Um, Same things with the relationships. I think if we bring it back to like, you don't have to be a salesman, but like even in relationships, we don't put the effort and the energy um, into them in order for them to be really cultivated into true friendship. They're just like, again, those subsurface situations where you're not giving the deposit one way or the other. And therefore it just becomes, I know that person. I'm an acquaintance. How many acquaintances do you have? 
lots and lots of acquaintances, which is fine. You can only really have a, such a small inner circle or that brotherhood or sisterhood, but there also has to be this effort to maintain the acquaintanceship. Um, mm. So I think it's a, it's an interesting conversation to take all of these pieces for those of you who are listening, who might not yet be an entrepreneur or have no desire to be there. This applies to no matter what role you play in life is the path to mastery and the process of learning to sell People comfortably sell things they love every single day. I'll sell a hair product. I'll sell a lip gloss. I'll sell my car, like all those things. But when it comes to selling something that is an exchange of something else, there, there's this valuation problem that people have. And they think, again, I love the, the ultimate thing is you're putting yourself in the middle of what's supposed to be just about them. Yeah, something that I don't know. It's maybe it's just me, but I I do a lot of rooms on Clubhouse now, and I've actually built a uh, a membership platform. And 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 I, but I I do a lot. I mean, we've been doing a room every morning for five months, and and uh, we pour into people, and and you know. But I, I have a membership site, and I have other stuff that people can go get to the next level. And it's it's ironic because people people don't like when you offer them something. It's like, you'll come in here and listen, but then we, we give you an offer of something like you can take it to the next level for a lousy $47 a month. Or if you really want to go to the next level, it's 500 a month. You know what I mean? And then they get, they like, it's so, it's yeah. Like, who yeah they're like, you're brilliant. And then two seconds later, you yeah, suck. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> why are you selling me something? Like I'm not selling you anything. Like, right. Like, you know how much money I invest in myself? Like, yes, I mean, everybody's thing. Like every, you know what I mean? I want, I want to learn. I want to know you got something. It's good. Sign me up. Right. Even if I don't don't have time, I'll pop in when I do. Right. Right. You know, it's like, so I don't know, but anyway, that's, that's just people. It's human nature. Yeah. And uh, I think most people aren't, 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 um, aren't, I don't know. I was lucky. I wasn't brought up like this, but when I was fortunate to spend that time at at Keller Williams with Gary Keller and them, I I learned to be more uh, education based, coachable, open mindset. I like very learning based, you know what I mean? And I wasn't always like that. Yeah. Interesting. I think too, you know, that's that staying in the learning zone is an important space to stay in. Um, otherwise, again, you're back to that stagnancy. And I think stagnancy is like the root of all evil more so than people think money is the root of all evil. It's just a lie. But stagnancy really is because then you're inviting in all of those limiting beliefs, all of the doubt, mm-hmm. and then you're projecting everything that you have a problem over into those around you, into the world around you. And it's causing stagnancy and complacency in those two. Probably no different than your parents did. So what what's what are you up to right? So you have a book coming out next. I do. Next I have a week. book coming out. I've got so many events coming up. I've got an event next week in Virginia here with entrepreneurs and leaders in our area. Then we're going to Dallas for the Embrace Your Ambition with Marcus and Ashley, and then yeah. Grow for God in November, which I cannot wait to celebrate your 19 years of sobriety with you. That's, That's really awesome. incredible. So what what what's causing you to do all that? Yeah. I mean, my mission is really is the foundation of obliterating shame. And when you talk about activation, that's like part two. So part one is to get people past themselves and realize that it's not about anything that's happened to them or anything that they've chosen to have happened to them. Um, They are called to more because they still have breath in life. And I believe activation is the next step where they can get out and actually make an impact and serve people and serving people from your place of pain or passion. 
mission are ultimately you existing in your purpose. And so I want to see more people not living on the American dream rat wheel, not going through life like a zombie and truly like standing in their identity as a daughter or son of the king. And, and if you're in sonship, you have something important. And the first word on your list behind you is light. And I try all the time to just give people a, a smarter, fresher, more vibrant ability to shine. So that's why. That's fun. That that sign behind me, no one's ever mentioned it before, but it's, oh, we, it's so good. A, a few years ago, we had I was in a uh, we did a thing at a retreat up in Vermont, and they had a median come in. Uh, I think that's what it's called for those yeah. people that. Yeah. So um, and those were the five words that she came up with for me. So there's actually, uh, you know, light, reliable force, passion, wisdom. So I I concur with her. That's really cool. Such affirmations. And it's blue. My favorite color is ironically sent blue. (laughs) What a cool concept to do. I mean, you could do that with anyone, um, regardless if they have ability to be a median or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what she came up with. But yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Well, Um, David, it's been such a joy to have you here. And I am so excited for people to tune into your show and get your book, um, get into your membership programs, all of the things. Uh, Where are you? Where are you spending the most time on social media for them to get invested? Um, (laughs) Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Follow him around. Yeah, Clubhouse. But, you know, the easiest way to connect with me is uh, my link, davidhill.link. So just go to davidhill.link and awesome. you can get access to all of my stuff. But I'm on Clubhouse a lot. I'm on Instagram. But davidhill.link will get you nice. get you everywhere. There's also a couple more You can see both of us wanna... in Kentucky in a couple of weeks. So we would love that to again? have you. And everyone can see both of us in Kentucky. Yeah, in a right. Of we'll weeks. be there. I got my VIP ticket. Yeah, I'm ready to go. It's going to be epic. Although I've too. got like two other conflicts that I got to figure out. Oh, but do we'll, you? We'll get it figured out. It'll work itself yeah. out. Yeah, just like the rest cool. of your entrepreneurial problems that he's about to go tend to. You guys, this is real. People don't just show up on, on these things and create an hour of space in their time without all of the rest of the society and life and their business, um, sometimes falling to the wayside. (laughs) And so David's got, David's got an opportunity to learn something new today and he will be able to serve people from that place of pain tomorrow. So we thank you for being here so much friend. Yes. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Chat soon. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. 
Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.